Hey guys, it's the Queen. You already know. Uh, this is the last podcast number four for the book The Opposite of Love by Sarah Lynn Stierger. And uh, this is the ending of the book, so ooh, buckle up. It's going to be pretty exciting. It honestly had me pretty shook, but I, I mean, Samantha, I'm going <laughs> to talk about Samantha again. <laughs> Samantha told me, like, her predictions about the book when, like, we were just talking about it because we were in the same book. And then, like, she turned out to be right. So, I mean, I guess I was shook at the end because I actually didn't really think that it was going to be true, but it turned out to be. And this time I'm actually going to talk about the book unlike last time because I feel like last time I got too distracted. And, yeah, sorry, guys, no video today. I'm not in the mood and there's too many people. I mean, there's people today at home, so, yeah. Anyway, so where we last left off was on page 198. And um, I, w- I was talking about uh, how Rose's dad actually does have, like, some kind of, uh, how do you say it, like, he's not that much of an asshole as she ma- as she thought he was. Like, he's not that, like, this tough guy or whatever. Like, he actually has a kind heart. And um, so, oh, crap, my computer's going to turn off. So, um... He brings in a lot of tuna from Costco, and he tells, he already knows about Nala, which is a cat, and he tells Rose, like, oh, it's actually good for me, blah, 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 but it turns out that she actually, he actually got it so he she could feed the cat, and I thought that was cute because it was, like, a little, like, it was his little secret between them two, and yeah. Okay, and, uh... And now that Rose has her computer, she emailed, no, she emailed, she searched up on the internet what, like, on Google what Chumash means, and it turns out that, okay, at first when I was reading about Rose, I thought she was white, don't ask me why, but now that I find out, it's, I think she's, like, Native American-ish or something like that, and I think her parents are white. Um, I created this image of her in my mind, which is, like, every time I read about Rose, I just imagine her, like, this, like, white, skinny, like, really pretty girl or whatever, but I guess she's Native American, and she's probably beautiful, because we always talk about it. Oh, and uh, when she was a baby, her mom gave her, like, this um, bracelet where she remembers it, and I think it was fucked up that Miss P threw it away, but at the same time, she was giving her the silent treatment, so she could have spoken up and said like hey you know my mom gave this to me i want to keep it and obviously the lady would have been like she's not that much of a like she's not she's not a bitch but you know i guess that's what happens when you don't tell when you don't speak up okay um and now that chase is over at walters he started going to the he started going to church because of pastor tom which is like this guy who doesn't really look like a pastor but in the end it turns out he actually is one and uh, she just tells him, like, hey, you know, come help, blah, blah, blah. Because they did this dare if, like, Pastor Tom won at basketball, Chase would have to go to church. And so he has to go to church now. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so tired. And, um, oh, yeah. And so one part in the book when he was talking to Pastor Tom, it's like, here's the thing, Chase. God can work through me, through you, through anyone, and touch our life for the better. We don't have to force God's name down anyone's throat. We can just know this for ourselves and let everyone interpret it as they see fit. It doesn't matter what we call it. It just matters what it is. Comprende, amigo? And um, 
I don't think, I think this part made me laugh because he's like I guess their religion. I don't know what religion they they are, but like I guess it's not like um the other religion where like I don't even know what religion it. There's too many different religions, but where like the ladies show up at your front door, and then they're always like, oh like, oh they're called um Testigos de Jehová. I'm sorry for anyone that is like from this religion. I'm not making fun of it or anything because like that's messed up, but like. It's just funny how, like, the ladies that come to your door and, like, they knock and, like, they stay there for half an hour waiting for you to open the door and they're still knocking. And I, like, I just turn off everything and I make no noise because then they start talking and talking and then, like, they, I feel like they look you when they come inside and everything and I'm like, uh, no, we're good. But, yeah. Anyways, um, another point in the story. I bookmarked so many points in this book because, like, the ending, I'd say the ending was good but not good at the same time. Okay, um, the puppy Okay, so when when Chase was thinking about when Chase was thinking about when he was running, he was thinking about a lot of things, and then he talks about uh, how he feels while he's running, and he says, "Still, there was something so cleansing about it." The pumping of his arms, wind in his ears, hearing nothing and everything all at once. His heart his heart working hard like it was pumping steel. His thoughts just flowed while he ran, no right or wrong. His shoulds or shouldn'ts. Chase sifted through his thoughts, figuring out which ones to come back to and which ones to discard, getting rid of the ones that just cluttered in his mind. And then he felt lighter somehow. Um, I feel like running takes your mind off a lot of things. And, like, I don't know, like, I feel like... I don't, like, people that run are, like, so so peaceful and stuff, and I'm, like, low-key, I should start running and, like, do that, but then I can't even run, like, I can't even run to the freaking corner without getting all tired, because running is up, I think, yet I want to join track next year. But I'm going to do it, I promise. <sighs> oh, yeah, oh, my God, bro. I don't know if, yeah, I think it did happen in this part. Okay, yeah, so Rose's, uh, dad, like, well, Rose's adoptive dad, he had a heart attack, and, um, Rose, it was, it was a, it wasn't a long time that Rose hadn't, because she wasn't speaking to them, and she wasn't speaking to anyone at all, and so then, she called 911, and she thought he was having a heart attack, but it turns out he was having a stroke, because he had heart problems and high cholesterol and everything, and this had been going on for a while, and then, um, and yeah, so then Miss P comes back home, and she, I think it was messed up because she she was crying because she found out because of the ambulance was outside of her house, and she found out that he had that her husband was went to the hospital because of a stroke, but she also thought it was a heart attack, and I think it was messed up how she blamed Rose. She told her that she she killed him. She was like, "You killed him." Um, this is your fault. You knew that he had heart problems, and yet you still stressed him with all the problems you did. You're such a problem, blah, blah, blah. And then this and that. And then I'm just thinking over here, like, hey, I mean, you're the one that adopted her in the first place. But, but at the same time, she didn't know that Rose was going to turn out to be, like, the way she was. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it was messed up. And then another point in the book was when Walter, when Walter, um, Chase is living with Walter. And he invites Daniel and Becca over. Well, Becca invited herself because she's annoying. But um, he invites Daniel over to help him to fill out college applications, which, to be honest, no offense, but, like, I don't even think he's getting into college. (laughs) 
and so yeah and he's supposed to write you know how when you're like applying for colleges to accept you uh, you need to write like an essay and so the essay his topic sentence which was pretty coincidental because the topic sentence was like taking risks may lead to self-discovery discuss a risk you have taken in your life and how it has led you to understanding and let yourself better so he starts talking about in the book he's like talking about how he he was typing until his finger felt stiff and he was typing a lot and that Daniel had fallen asleep that's all like much he was typing and he he was writing and it turned out that he was writing about how he hit his mother because it says the one thing the biggest thing he began to learn about himself was to tame, how to tame his own anger he couldn't write about that he'd been too ashamed to even tell his best friend that he hit his mother putting it down on paper would make it real but then again chase realized staring at the computer screen so hard the words blurred it was real so i guess he was saying that and like <laughs> Like, that that was pretty stupid because, like, I mean, if I were college or a college and I would read that, I'd be like, hey, like, this fool hits, this guy hits women. Like, he hits his mother. What makes him think that he's not going to hit somebody at a college? So, I think it's pretty stupid for him to write about that. But at the same time, I guess he found some, like, peace or, like, it felt like some kind of relief to, like, let that go and put it down on paper. And then, um, oh, yeah, miss... He comes into Rose's room one day and he gives her uh, like these pastel chalk pastels like for her to draw because she's an artist. And she just starts talking about how she always loved her and she always took care of her and she always gave her everything she wanted even when they didn't have the money for it. She gave her things that like when she was little she never got and she, and she thinks it was unfair. And I think after that I kind of felt bad for her because it's like that is true, like, she gave her all she wanted, and then Rose pays her back with this, and then in the book, she's just talking about how, like, oh, you took me away from my mother, first of all, she didn't take you away from your mother, she was in the police, and, you know, she and her husband just wanted to adopt the kid and all, and then I just think it was, like, messed up how she, in her mind, because obviously she wasn't talking to her, so in her head, she was, like, saying, like, yeah, blah, blah, you bitch, just take me back to my mom, like, you took me away from my mom, why couldn't you just, you just foster me, but it's, like, you know, I feel like she should feel sorry for her because, you know, the lady was, the lady's old already. And I don't know, I just feel like she doesn't, she doesn't deserve, like, entirely to be treated the way she was treated. But I guess we all have, you know, different opinions. And then, um, for the last part, for one of the last, like, parts of the book was when Rose... She, um, she was gonna leave, and then she, she searched for a picture, and she sketched it out. It was, like, a picture of her and the parsimons, or her adopted parents or whatever, and I think it was sad because she drew them something instead of writing them a letter, and she just left, and that's where the whole, like, before part ends of the book and then did you start focusing on the now because i guess like that's where the whole entire part caught up from the past to now and so um one of the last things she did before leaving was she searched up she kept searching her mom up because they said that they call her jewels like j-e-w-e-l-s like a jewel like something you wear and she couldn't find it so she starts looking for like prostitution since her mother was a prostitute prostitution on like hollywood boulevard or in la and she wouldn't still show up 
So she searched up the piece of the newspaper that she had found from in her mother's like stash of things or whatever. And she found it. And in one of the articles, it said that this one of the, like, uh, okay, it says right here. Found off Hollywood Boulevard. Body of an unidentified 21-year-old female prostitute believed to be of Mexican-American or Native American descent. Please direct any information surrounding her death to Los Angeles Police Department. Attention, Detective Cutter. So, I believe, and I'm sure that Rose couldn't bring herself up to it, but she knows it's true that I believe that that was her mom because she's... Chumash or Chum, yeah, Chumash, and that's like um a Native American, and that's what her mom was, and that's what Rose is. So I think that her mom actually died, but she just doesn't want to bring herself up to it or like think about it because she actually does want to find out about her mom. But if she, like if she would have actually found out about her mom, that she's actually dead, I think it would have hurt her more than just knowing that her mom was still alive. So I feel like it would be better for her to just keep that memory that oh my mom is alive, but. In reality, she's not. And so, oh, here's a part that's gonna have y'all shook as hell. So Chase, so Chase goes to look for her. Chase goes to look for her, for his, for Rose. And then it turns out that he finds her in one of the like cheap motels. And he, this the this guy gonna be shook. She was pregnant. Rose was pregnant. Like she had a baby and. She got pregnant of Chase, which is pretty stupid now that I think about it. Because wasn't she, like, on the pill or whatever for not to get pregnant? And, like, did she, like, stop taking her or something? But, yeah, she was pregnant. And the author described, like, how she had contractions and all of that. And I think it was, like, this, I'm just going to sum up the ending of the book. Because I don't want this podcast to be that long. And I'm actually, like, I'm really tired because I slept really late last night. And uh, pretty much they end up having, she ends up having the baby. He takes her to the hospital. And uh, Ms. Rosenberg, who was the lady, one of the ladies from daycare who had mentioned to Chase and Rose when they worked there that she wanted to adopt kids. And Becca had an idea, and so she tells Ms. Rosenberg that Rose had a kid. And so in the end, they're going to give the baby to Ms. Rosenberg with a condition for them to still visit the baby and for the baby to know when they grows up that they're they're actually they're, that they're the parents but they just couldn't take care of them because they were too young and um and Ms. Rosenberg said that she's strict so I feel like hopefully the baby doesn't live see this is the thing I feel like a theme of the book would be repetition because like it's like in they're in like this cycle that goes round and round that's never gonna end because because so Rose turned out to be pregnant at a young age just like her mom Chase hit his mother just like his dad. He had a kid at a young age just like his mom and his dad. And so I hopefully, like, the baby doesn't grow, like, their baby doesn't grow up to be, like, doesn't grow up to be the way Rose and Chase were. Like, she, I hope she's not a bad child uh, because the baby's name is Serenity. So they, they gave her that name. Oh, my God. My cat is just walking around the whole entire damn house. Trying to be, stop, get out. And so they named the baby uh, Serenity because it means like peacefulness. And I think that that's what they finally found at the ending of the book. Like peace within themselves, knowing that, you know, everything was going to be okay, at least in the moment. Because they weren't focusing on the future or the past. They were just focusing what was happening in the moment. And I thought that was like, that was really sad of the book. But I, I also felt like a little pissed off that they didn't. Um, 
they didn't say anything more about the mom, but at the same time, I believe she is dead. And they didn't say anything about what was going to happen with Rose and the Parsimones, but I'm sure they're going to, like, lock her up in a room, or maybe they'll just be, you know, not peaceful, but, like, they'll, they'll know that, you know, maybe I should tone it down a bit. Maybe my daughter's the way I am because I'm too strict. And I don't know. I just, yeah, I think that knew of the book was okay. It was pretty good. Um, what had me shook was that throughout the book, like, when she was pregnant, I realized that it turned out, I realized that it was stupid of me to not realize it because she would always be wearing, um, Chase's Nike sweater, which was, like, a big sweater, and I guess that hid her, she was, like, a really skinny girl that hid her, like, stomach and all, and I don't know, like, it, I found it kind of surprising how she was able to, like, hide the whole pregnancy throughout the whole entire time she was there before she left, um, the Parsimals, and I thought that was, like, pretty not cool because i mean obviously being 16 and pregnant isn't cool like sometimes like people joke about it and i joke about it to myself but i don't think it would be funny to actually be pregnant at such a young age and ruin your life i'm not saying that a kid ruins your life but at the same time like it does in a way because you don't finish your education you don't you're not the person you want to be because you're taking care of a kid but it's your fault at the same time because you were the one who got pregnant and you were the one that now has to raise a baby on your own if your parents don't you know aren't supportive about it so yeah i guess like i think th yeah it was pretty good and all the ending was sad and everything and this is the last podcast pretty much of the year we have four left four days left to school i'm pretty sure we're not going to do anything anymore and uh i i'm sure you guys aren't even going to hear listen to this because this thing was like boring as hell but at least i talked about the book and i talked about the ending and all and <laughs> my grade is the only thing that matters i'm sorry um, well, anyways, thanks for listening to my podcast if you did, and uh, bye.